Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, the founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We are emotioneering human performance, not engineering it. In season one, we talked about emotioneering the modern mindset and really about those people skills and the expression and the communication. In season two that we're in now, we're going to have topics center around everything to do with emotioneering business results. And that's going to cover creating great places to work, increasing profits, human capital, the people, getting record-breaking results, and world-class employee engagement. I'm going to be interviewing guests that I know are absolute experts in this area, and we'll be able to share their knowledge, share their learnings on the journey with you and myself. And I'm really looking forward to getting in to all things emotioneering with them. Remember to subscribe to YouTube, to the Facebook page, to Instagram, LinkedIn, and of course, you can go to the website, modernmindgroup.co.uk, and you'll get our monthly newsletter there. Enjoy the show. Guest is the amazing, amazing woman that is Carol Massey, and she is the head of construction for the Access Group. Uh, I'm absolutely delighted to have you here, Carol. Welcome to the show. Oh, good morning, Melissa. And I'm absolutely delighted that uh, you've asked me to, to join you. So thank you. You're, you're very welcome. And I know that it's because you have, you know, a world of knowledge in the leadership space. You've been the CEO of a construction company that obviously involved tech and tech enablement within the field. You've grown that and then you've joined the Access Group. So I'm, I obviously want you to share your story, but you're absolutely definitely the guest that should be here today um, sharing a world of knowledge uh, that you have. So tell us a little bit about yourself and, of course, the Access Group. No, lovely. Um, yeah, so personally, me, background, um, I'm a working mum and nan, um, been in construction for 30 years. Uh, with the last 20 years, as you've mentioned, you know, in the field of technology. So mm-hmm. for me, you know, having worked in a construction company, understanding all the, the different things of managing a construction project, I was I was just you know, wanting to make sure that businesses do things more efficiently. So I was like, you're moving paper around, but thought there must be a better way of doing things. And I've always been like that. You know, it's not about cutting corners. It's about applying one's time to do things more better. And that's why technology for me was really good. And, you know, I implemented a new system. The supplier of the system said, oh, you've done a cracking job there. Do you want to come and actually work for our business and go out to the wider construction base and do what you do? And I was excited. And, you know, the the 13 years that I was there, it enabled me to, you know, build my confidence, go out to different contractors on a daily basis, um, understand their business, but also communicate how how you could do things a lot better. And I built up a lot of trust um, in a male-dominated environment because, you know, construction is, as we know, male and it's only, you know, 13 plus percent of women that are in, you know, combined roles in the sector. So for me, um, turning up to, you know, these long-established corporate construction Mm -hmm. was completely out of my comfort zone but I absolutely love that and I you know I, I I went out and yes there were nights I had to stay away from home which was you know a bit of a sacrifice you know leaving mm-hmm. my children at home with my husband and and doing what I did but um, I have no regrets because by doing what I did I had to open up other opportunities to to where I am now and you know I got the opportunity to um you know, to to be a CEO and the first woman of colour, black woman, um, heading up a a UK construction software house. And it was only on reflection, Melissa, that I actually identified that when after I, you know, was in the role for a good few years, I didn't think about it. I just thought about the opportunity that was given to me. And whilst, you know, when I was selected uh, from other you know, candidates, candidates that were influential in their own role to get the opportunity. For me, it was all about, I've got this opportunity, I'm going to grab it with both hands. So that's, in a nutshell, that's 
what I've started and my journey has been. And then in 2020, when, when the world was all, you know, shut away and working in a different and adapting again to technology, uh, went through due diligence and successfully sold um, the company EasyBuild into, you know, the second, well, I call it the, the largest UK business software um, company, sold it into to Access, and we're now, I head up Access Construction, which is very exciting as well. Yeah, and I, I yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're a large group as well, right? So, you know, all these accolades that you're having, all this achievement that you're having, you're obviously a very strong role model uh, for women, women of colour, and for what is possible in business, regardless of that too. Like the fact that, like you said, it's looking at the opportunities that were given to you and saying, well, I'm going to grab this with both hands. And I, I really love that, you know, and, and you talked a little bit about the sacrifice there of sometimes of, of having to go away from home. And I know what that feels like um, when you're, a, you know, a businesswoman or a businessman, like we, we, we go, we do the things that we want to do, because it's also about you achieving and, and the life fulfillment as an individual, as well as, a, as, as part of growing your family as well. So it's, it's having that kind of blend across the board. So I, I love that you kind of touched on that too. So you've had obviously success in, in leading teams of people and growing teams. Tell us about your first time experience of being a people leader or people manager. It's interesting because um, I, I gave some thought to this and, you know, to think, well, when was the first time I was given the opportunity to lead? And actually, when I was at school. So I put it back to when I was at school and I was very sporty. I love it, the, the teacher just I was tennis. I was hockey. I was, you know, number of the sports team representing the school. And I was always given the role as a captain. So I was always had the armband and, you know, being there and being in you know, the frontline position. So, you know, if you know, like some of the, the positions in like netball, I was centre half. I was, you know, the person that did the kickoff, for, you know, the knockoff for, for hockey. So from that perspective, I was always seen as God follow Carol. You know, she, she knows what she's doing. She's she's that protecting force that's going to make us do do the best. So and then if I, you know, fast forward to, you know, in my role in 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 business yeah I've always even if I started at a lower level I always wanted to absorb myself with everything else that was going on so I'd be nosy finding out what else was going on and like a sponge and moving myself up and you know in some of my my roles and to be fair you know most of my roles I have longevity so if you look at my CV I stay at places for a long time and because of that is you'll see that you know from a leadership perspective I do have you know form a team that actually delivers good so in one of my jobs I was um, you know head of finance and administration so I looked after the admin team to say right okay your champions and making sure that the office runs tick tock for everyone across all departments. And then for the finance and accounting, right, okay, we've got to look after the numbers here. So, you know, collectively, it was, you know, having teams of, of individuals that had key roles, they had their skills. And that's a bit that I recognize is that, you know, everyone has quality and skills to apply to whatever you know roles that they were in and you know from my leadership skills in in those scenarios it was actually saying right being clear on what everyone's accountable for um and there'll be a timetable right okay you've got to make sure you're doing set things and everyone working together and having regular check-ins so yeah that was my yeah leading in from being a, a captain on, on on sports team when I'm younger and then you know being in, in you know intrigued and interested and, and nosy you know what do you want to know that because I want to know why you do that process so I know how it all fits in because if I know how it all fits in I can communicate to others to see that their yeah. role is important to the bigger picture. I love that you've just talked into one of my like big <laughs> beliefs and values is about you know, leading teams is being that generalist, understanding what is required from them and understand their skills, but then driving them with the purpose. So like you said, the, the difference in the way that you would 
adapt your communication to the finance team in the difference that you would adapt your communication style to the admin team because they have different goals but you understand how they all work together and of course that's that's obviously a a key quality and um, skill of yours to be able to be where you are today and that purpose and giving them what I felt when you were talking about that was that sense of purpose that you were filling them with we've really got to look after this you know we're you are the champions of this and I can imagine you as that captain of the netball team or the hockey team or back then as well being that person that was responsible that was supporting others and that others could really look to uh, for that role model and I play volleyball for Swansea so when you were talking about this I was thinking yeah my kind of sporting background as well and how that kind of lies in and and ties together so I'm loving kind of unlayering uh, Carol and and finding out all of this uh, all of this stuff behind uh, the businesswoman that you are so fantastic so what do you think has been so far in your career? I mean, you, you've worked in construction, as you said, over kind of, you know, 20, 30 years now. And more. <laughs> yeah, more. You look so young, Karen. Look so young. Uh, that, what is the biggest challenge that you've had so far with leading a team? So the biggest challenge is, um, I suppose, as, as a leader, you want to, you want to make sure that you have the time for everyone. Now, when we were, you know, part of, you know, the smaller company before it was sold into, into access and, and, and before, you know, COVID and the, the world all changed, I was in an office and, and it was great because, you know, I always have this open door policy that people can come in, have a chat, um, meet people in the in the coffee room or at lunchtime or even go for a walk. You know, I was, you know, I'm a type of leader that I'm a person first and foremost. I'm a human. I have feelings and everyone else has feelings. So that's how, um, you know, I, I treat everyone in terms of, um, you know, from a from a leadership perspective. But I think some of the challenges, if I look at um, when I was building Easy Build to what it was, and um, you know, obviously shaping it for for where the final outcome was, was you know attracting the right pe- people to the team. So one of the things was you know you've got a team and they've been there, but you also know there's an end goal to make sure you attract people that have got even more more skills as well, and and doing that in a way. And this is where sometimes some businesses struggle or get it wrong is they feel they don't have the skills there and they bring somebody in or they look for somebody who has got, you know, the stripes. And then when that happens, the people that have been loyal feel out of place. Well, hold on a minute. I didn't get a chance. And some of the, you know, just looking back is, having enough time to actually spend with individuals to say, well, where do you want to get to? You know, you're doing the job that you're doing now. Come on, talk to me. What does, you know, I'm putting a five-year business plan together that's going to take us from here to here. I want everyone to be part of that. But let's talk about you as an individual. And when you're running a, a small business, the CEO is not only the CEO, they're the CEO, they're the chief financial officer, they're the sales director, the ops director and everything. So you're wearing multiple hats. And, it, you know, that's not an excuse not to, you know, hear what people's journey or where they want to get to. But that's, you know, if I look back is, you know, I had some, you know, some really good people on my team and I would go. I don't agree when people say, well, people leave because of the manager not doing a good job. I think sometimes the manager is doing a good job, but the circumstances or where they are doesn't allow them sometimes. And, and naturally, you might actually miss something that is is visible. Um, and, you know, and also, you know, you've got to give, you know, people the respect that sometimes they just outgrow where they are and they want to move on. And it's not a criticism. You actually might have done a really good job as a leader to get them to where they are, that they feel like, actually, I can't see any headroom to go anywhere, but I need to actually expand my my, my own wings to go somewhere else. So, yeah, that's that's been a little bit of the, the challenge. I'm very good at speaking to people and, and selling the, the vision of where why they should join. 
But, you know, some people that have joined it, sometimes a small organisation is a bit too much because they feel a little bit exposed. And just re- reflecting on, on some of that, you know, I could have done things maybe better. Yeah, and you know what? That just shows you as being emotionally intelligent and kind of, you know, your own development journey and leadership to be able to reflect on that. And that reflective aspect of being a leader is is fantastic. Interesting that you touched on the uh, the people don't don't leave jobs; they leave leaders. It's yeah. a very big generalization. And uh, one thing that I'm I'm really sort of keen on as well, and one of my big beliefs, I believe, like you said, there's you want people to leave because maybe you ultimately you haven't got the opportunity for their next step and you'd be holding them back to stay absolutely those would be key reasons for them to 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 go off um sometimes it might be that actually they they want to move country or they want to be able to just like you said be a little bit more explorative understand that they've got um you know you want them to be loyal but ultimately there's a big wide world out there so it's keeping them um maybe as a big fish in a small pond isn't great for their kind of longevity in life but there are some people and I I think this just goes to show that you're a very good leader Carol but there are some leaders out there that unfortunately are very poor and and do upset people and make them feel very fearful and uncomfortable that they that they can't stay in that role because of that and I think that quote is about that but it's it is a very big generalization yeah um, but with the way that you explained it there was absolutely so brilliant for, for our audience to be able to learn from that and to understand, yeah, it's, it's not always you and, and you can't keep people and you can't just go, oh, well, if I haven't had anyone leave and my retention of staff is really high, then it's a great environment. Actually, that probably also shows that there's maybe low accountability, there's low um, growth, like, you know, that, so there's there's so many different factors at play there, but a, a brilliant lesson um, uh, for the audience to definitely learn from. So thank you for sharing that with us. What do you think it has taught you? You know, what is what is lead that either that particular challenge or leadership in general? What has it taught you? So leadership um, is has taught me personally that um, you've got to be able to adapt. You know, you, you have to adapt. Um, and again, we talk about twenty twenty, and you know, having to change you know, you know, your working practice and the way you engage with your team, you have to be ready to, to change a, a drop of a hat. And also being able to, you know, recognise that, you know, individuals, not everyone is the same. You know, people, you know, react to certain things in a different way. And not because that person's not, you know, the one that puts their hands up you know, to answer the question and, you know, and I'll go back to, you know, there's in the, in a, in the school, you know, there's a child that is a person, they're desperate to put their hands up. And the fact that they don't put their hands up doesn't mean they don't understand. It's just maybe a confidence thing or, you know, they feel that, you know, their, their voice won't be listened <clears throat> to. Now, I personally, that was me. When I was at school, I was, you know, academically bright, but I just sat at the back of the classroom and I didn't put my hands up and I you know you look and you think wow this is the you know businesswoman and um yeah I was that person that didn't have the voice and because of that that's the thing that you know I I definitely ensure that you know that doesn't happen on my watch you know everyone has an an opportunity to speak and you know when you're running a team know your know, know your people it's not it's not all about the work. It's actually understanding them as first and foremost as an individual, whether it's a husband or a wife or somebody that's living on their own. Get to know them. I'm, you know, on a on a, on a Monday morning, I will, you know, team channel my my team. Have a good weekend and individuals that don't pop up or respond, I'll go back to them directly. Is everything okay? And it's it's just you know, there's no reason, right? So the biggest thing is, from a leader's perspective, there is no reason why you cannot reach out to a member of your team. There's nothing physically that's stopping you. Yes, we all have effective and productive days we're not allowed to use that b word but it doesn't set aside doesn't stop you from 
actually communicating with, with an individual to see how they are and you know and in how things are are doing for them oh so true I'm like yes amen Carol we need some more of that in the world uh, definitely and I, I love that you know that is your key focus it is about their life and and getting them you know sometimes there's people in my team and and I get excited about the things that they're excited about. And I might send them an article to do with something that is completely nothing to do with what we do for work, because I just know that they're passionate about that. And it's it's so true. They People have lives, needs, wants um, that we can definitely have more understanding of. And yeah, that's that's just fantastic um, to, to hear you talk about that. So in the world of work, it is the Emotioneering podcast. There are going to be things that people get, you know, quite emotional about, quite triggered about. Like I call it the emotional kryptonite. You know, what is it like that that really um, can, can get someone fired up? And, and as leaders, we're there to facilitate, manage, support, empathize with those situations. It's not like we can ever have a, a, a team where that doesn't happen, right? Um, so what do you see? as maybe things that change decisions, initiatives, what, what really fires the team up? Um, maybe it, not even, you know, the team you have now, it could be just all, it generally over the, your kind of leadership history. So fire them up in terms of what, positivity or? Uh, either way. Or, I mean, yeah. maybe something that's a positive way that gets them going and maybe something that really, you know, negatively impacts their emotions then. Yeah. So I'll, I'll address both of those. So, um, on on a a negative way is and, and it goes back to this this team working team culture and if you know a member of the team isn't actually sitting on the same seat on the bus and you know and pulling individuals into the wrong direction for whatever's going on in their own mind can be a disruption to the team okay so as much as a leader you know, you're 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 communicating, delivering the message, and you've got 90-95% of them, yeah, this is great. Um, you could have somebody that could actually be the person that holds things back, whether it's intentional or unintentional, and that that is actually um has caused issues, you know in my past you know you know roles uh, role as a, as the leader and you know again having that open door policy to you know we ask about you know from a and I don't want to compare this with you know health and well-being you know is everything okay because that's an important topic but in the same way as when you're running an organization if you sense something that's not right you need to ask you know, individuals, is everything all right in, you know, in the work you play, you know, everything all right with, you know, your team, you know, if you've got sub teams, you know, is everything, ask the question, because, or even take that person, if you, I, I believe you can sense if there's unrest, if you're close enough to your team, you will sense something may not be going right or a comment flippant as it may be that actually said hold on a minute there must be a bit more to this so yeah so that's been you know something that has affected the team and had to be addressed and then on the the positive side to get the team fired up um 20 2017 so that was Shortly a year after taking over the realms at EasyBuild, I thought, you know what, I'm going to put us in for an award. And when I said to the team, right, I'm going to nominate us for these awards as part of the construction computing, they were like, oh, really? Oh, so we're only, you know, there's only, you know, there's only what 13 of us. And, you know, we're not the, you know, the biggest software house that does the construction. I said, yeah, but I rate you guys. You guys are awesome. And I believe we can. And if I believe, let's do it. And I put us up for um, the award, and that year we we won the first big award, which was great. And everyone, everyone, you know, and there was a few of us um, that were actually at the event. And bearing in mind, again, it's because we were small. We, you know, we weren't known, you know, on a bigger platform like the competition. Our table was way in the corner of of the um, oh. event. And when we won, it was like, oh, my God, we was it was just like, 
we've won. And then the next morning coming back into the office and, you know, with a little plaque and everyone was so excited. And that just fired, you know, things, you know, it just gave them that inner energy to say, you know what, we can do this. We can be recognised for the best part of, you know, you know, the, the next few months on social media, we we use that and, you know, we used it for, you know, generating leads and all that wonderful thing. And for the last four years consecutive, we've won different awards and, this, and we've retained that award, which, again, has really helped. And now, you know, we're, we're part of a larger organisation. And, yeah, the team that I have just been amazing. And it's, you know, I keep saying it's all because of you guys, you know, you know it's all because of you. So, yeah, it's it's been yeah, that's been good. So you you do have, you know, from a, a, a leadership perspective, you you do need to be close enough, have your eyes and your ears, you know, with your team to hear what's what potentially could be brewing, mm. and it could be something that's maybe miscommunicated or somebody doesn't like change. But you need you need to be aware of that as well. Yes, that's what I would say, Melissa. <laughs> totally. And it definitely goes into our uh, sort of the, the emotioneering um, triangle because you're, you're right, like fear, courage, confidence. Like you were kind of, you talking about taking them to that award, they were a little bit like, really? It's out of art, like us? Like really? Like they were, yeah. it's not necessarily the fear, but the, um, the, that kind of a lack of belief as well towards the kind of fear of we could do that then you've kind of got yeah we can do this led them towards courage and then that confidence of oh my gosh we really are awesome like we really can do this and we've done it time and time again um and on the flip into the other side the negative side you know the the, the kind of the emotions that can come up where you're right someone is fearful of that change and but they express it it's not because they're purposefully doing that I don't believe it's, it, you know, yes, okay, there might be a very small percentage of, of the world where, you know, that that does happen at times. But I don't believe that it's intentional, but it's, you're like you said, it's sensing that and then being able to understand it, whether it's a little bit of sometimes aggression, whether it's a little bit of um, just, you know, that that kind of fear or, or the upset and, and being able to to guide and, and be sensory to that is what you're kind of sharing with us today. Uh, I love it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this even more and more as we're going along. You'll, I'll be like, right, Carol, you'll have to come back for a three-hour <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, and I do want to touch on that because as we move into the next question, just absolutely massive congratulations for your own personal award. And I know that you give a lot of credit to your team, as you've just said, and you, maybe you wouldn't be there without it, but you have absolutely nailed it. In 2021, you won Businesswoman of the Year for construction. Like, wow. So just congratulations. Thank Tell you. us about that. Oh, gosh. So, um <clears throat> I've always been about, you know, recognising what the team, the business has done. And I've, you know, probably selfishly, I don't think about me. I just know that I'm here and I'm doing what I do um, day in, day out. And I enjoy what I do. So in in terms of, you know, you know, the, the great British awards, it was very much about, um you know, you had to obviously get nominated and you had to, um, you know, write down and talk about, you know, the things that you've done. And it wasn't one of these awards where people could actually vote. It's actually, you know, and if you, you know, the judges are, you know, have to be respected on how they do the selection. And I was up against some absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing women in, in the category. And um, to be honest with you, I, I, I completely forgot that, you know, the application had been submitted and then, you know, got to finalists. And it was like, oh, wow, this is this is really interesting. But you know what? I never and some people say you need to just think confidently that you you're going to have your hands on that trophy. And I, and I never did. I just just thought just to get recognition was was good right so um and be part of you know the beauty parade of women in business and you know I connected with some of those ladies and some of them you know are now good friends and I was actually away when the 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 ceremony was taking place um I was actually away in in Dubai and with my grandchildren that half term and 
the awards because of you know you know there was no you know you couldn't actually go to award it was done it was um it was uh, streamed online mm-hmm. and I remember because we were four hours ahead that you know had the laptop so I need to be there because I didn't know what <clears throat> live streaming meant did I need to be there presented you know in the audience or but anyway long story <laughs> short was Carol Vorderman that was doing the yeah so she was actually wherever they were um mm-hmm. and um and the guy and I really apologize the one that does the go compare this um adverts um whatever he's go called. compare that's like that my <laughs> it was the two of them and we were in a chat so all the all the finalists were in a group chat chatting so you know and they were there streaming and the internet connection was really bad oh. right where I was so anyway I was there and they were talking about the different awards and actually our awards was the first one that came up and I remember them going through and the judge speaking how it was really, really difficult to choose such, you know, great candidates. But like life, there's only can be one winner. And the, inter- the connection <laughs> scrambled. And the next minute that it connected was a picture of me with winner under it and all these things. And I was like, <laughs> but I was on my own because I was at another area of the hotel. <laughs> And I just ran with the laptop to my husband and said, I won. And you know what? At that time, and you know, even now, and it's you know, a good few months on, um, yeah, it, 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 it's been hard for it to actually sink in that you know, a recognition for what I stand for, what I've done, and you know, some of the, the well, the challenges that I've had to navigate through. Um, yeah it's yeah it's I'm appreciative of it and what I want to do is obviously you know share and you know you know even by this way of the the podcast Melissa and and some of the work that I do externally is is to help other individual other women and other you know not just women you know I'm in tech and there's some great guys that are doing some great tech that you know I'm I'm there to support and say look you got to do you know you can believe in yourself because you know, everyone has, you know, that inner, fu- inner passion to, to be successful. So, you know, by winning that award, yeah, it's like, oh, I want other people to win it as well, because they can. If I've done it, if I can do it, you know, everyone else, you know, has the right to, to, to be recognised as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I am beaming. I feel like I've just been on an emotional journey with you. I was feeling the emotions as you were saying it. And and you're right to, to win that type of award. And like you said, it's enough to be nominated, to be like, whoa, out of the whole of the, the Great Britain, like you've been nominated. But then to win that and to have it and I, I just incredible C- congratulations again and the Thank way you, you just Thank shared you. the story was just amazing and I, I I love that you want to be a role model you are a role model and mm-hmm. like you said to anyone but ultimately we kind of find role models that we see a, a bit of ourselves in right so like women identify with women and and you, you know we can we connect to that and the qualities that you've talked about today it's not surprising that, that you're at that point I mean you know you, you touched on it um, women, diversity. What are your thoughts on that um, in the construction space? Well, as, as I said before, you know, construction is a, a male-dominated sector, um, <clears throat> and it's interesting when I've had these, you know, discussions about, you know, women, diversity, and the, and the sector as a whole. I've gone to lots of construction organisations over the year. I've been fortunate, and. Have I ever, when I've gone to these, you know, big Alpha McAlpine's, it's brand name construction companies, have I ever turned up and thought, oh my God, it's scary. I'm, you know, I'm a woman and I'm turning up and parking my car and, you know, I don't know what I'm going to be faced with. No, it's never, personally, it's it's never bothered me. In actual fact, you know, I'm talking and I'm smiling. I've always loved it. I've just thought, well, you know what, this is really good because I know it's male dominated. And the fact that I can walk the walk, talk the terminology, understand how construction businesses operate that's kudos to, you know, that's me, you know, and it's, I think it's probably more difficult from the other side where, you know, the male's looking at, wow, she knows her stuff. Let's be, you know, she's, she understands what we understand, which, which I think we need to look at it from, from that perspective as well. Um, but there, there was a, and I, I've mentioned this before, there was a, a, a scenario when 
I, I was responsible for this, well, I was given this account to look after. And lots of my discussion was on the phone. Hi, it's Carol Massey. I'm going to be looking after you going forward. Um, you know, I'm a consultant that does da -da 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 for, for the company. Um, I'd like to understand some of the challenges you're having. And this telephone conversation went on for a period of about four, good couple of months, built up the rapport with this this C, C level uh, um, director and um, we got to the point where, all right, okay, yeah, let's book a direct meet and you come and, you know, meet me and the team. Anyway, got myself all ready, you know, got in the car, drove up to, to uh, uh, Manchester, long journey, and remember parking up the car, getting to reception, say, yeah, I'm, I'm, hi, it's Karen Massey, I'm here to see, you know, such and such a person. And I remember um, being, you know, directed to the, the boardroom and they were already in there. And me opening the door, it's like, you know, and they looked. And they looked. And it's like, inside I chuckled to myself because, A, well, they knew I was a woman because, you know, Carol, I'm talking, yeah? <laughs> <In> your voice. <laughs> yeah. But I think when they saw that I was a woman, I think it was like, oh, my God. Yeah, you know, it, you could. I felt embarrassed for them that they'd looked and did a double look. But then, you know what, that was a, the greatest meeting in that, you know, we talked, we, we you know, we got to all know each other and we talked because it was Manchester and I'm a Man United supporter. We talked about <laughs> sport and, yeah, it, it was really good. You know, it, everyone kind of settled and um, not settled. It was just kind of like the elephant in the room first meeting kind of thing kind of went out the window and. As I said, it never it's never been a problem to me. I get up in the morning, I look how I look, I dress how I look, I talk how I talk. Um, people take me based on what I know mm. and my experiences. Um, now, I, I, I do know from other parts of the sector, there is, is challenges in terms of, you know, there's not a high percentage of women on the tools which we've got to change um, and construction is not deemed as a, an attractive sector. You know, well, if you can't go to college, well, you could always end up in construction. Well, that's rubbish, right? Construction is a great sector for anyone, absolutely anyone. If you want to be an accountant, you can be in construction. If you want to do payroll, you can be in construction. If you want to do HR, it's got all the roles, right? So, you know, and it's one of the sectors that continued during lockdown and, it pays good money as well. So, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's some of the perception that that it gives, and 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 you know, the, the press doesn't help as well because yes, when we had the recession back in two thousand and seven, it was oh construction. Don't go into construction because the minute things go wrong with the economy, that's the sector that's going to get hit. Yeah, but you know what? We bounce back. Yeah, we bounce back. Tight margins, but but we bounce back. So. Um, and you know what, my, my, you know, I've had some real good discussions that there is enough seats at the boardroom table for everyone. And it's a sector that has massive skill shortage at the moment. And we've got to look at how we bring everybody in. Right. Doesn't matter of colour, sexuality or whatever. You know, we have to look at how we how we improve and, and bring people into that sector and, that, and I'm a strong ambassador and I'll be you know fighting fighting that corner along with with some other business champions that are out there as well. Brilliant you've you've touched on two points there I'm going to come on to to maybe some of your ideas about yeah. how they can improve it but I just want to touch on the part when see when in my head when I think construction and you you've painted an amazing picture of opportunities today in the access group for more larger, maybe, I, I don't know, I'm seeing more of a, a, a larger construction image, and especially with, you know, the, the tech enablement that you're talking about. But in my head, I think the first thing when I think construction, or when I think about the kind of labor or the, on the tools that you're talking about, it's the kind of smaller SME groups that you maybe don't see as many um, women or uh, diverse um, sort of build up of, of because it is there is a lot of men that are going into the trade you know that that will do the the harder grafting the other you know they're outside they're digging the trench my husband did it for for a while you know he was a laborer and you know he's a very physical person like he likes being physical and of course there's women there's all sorts of different people that like 
But from a trade perspective, in, in my head, that's what I think of. But you've painted a very different picture here today about a larger organization, larger opportunities, whether that's supporting from you know, like he said, in an administration, whether it's supporting from a leadership role, uh, maybe it's um, on-site surveying, or you know, there's also that. Yeah. There's engineering. There's there's so much more opportunity out there than the kind of smaller uh, kind of first thing that we think of when we we think of the the construction industry. So so thanks for for painting that picture and just showing that that it is possible to change mindsets, narratives, and to 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 be. Um, yeah, to, to be something that flies a flag for all different types of people. Yeah, definitely. And just to add, Melissa, you know, there are, you know, there is a shift. You know, there's, there's women that are setting up and run very, very, in, in people that you know, very cons- successful construction businesses. They do yeah. it. Um, the thing is that, you know, women are, are, are very humble in in their nature of not shouting about it so mm. it's actually being able to say well yeah I've run in a I, yeah I run a plumbing company or I can do some carpentry and it, it's, it's it's getting there you know people are you know women are are, are there and, and they do do it and um yeah and just to go back you know the construction sector has you know so much opportunities for everyone and you know if, if people you know listening in on to you know listening to the podcast yeah if you've got a a thought of actually I want to I want to do something slightly different then yeah look in construction there's there's so many different things that you could cut your teeth on and I'm doing construction tech right <laughs> yeah so I was in construction I know the guys out on site they tell me all the challenges they have with delivery tickets and getting people on site and all that and getting plant hire and all that stuff. So I get the nitty gritty and I turned my 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 passion and skill into let's see how we can get technology to actually do things really good to not help those guys only, but bring information back into the back office and be more efficient to drive profitability. And that's that's, you know, it's how it's evolved as well. I, I'm loving the next the next couple of questions. We're really going to get into that. So first of all, uh, just quickly, uh, you know, what can leaders do to be better to support um, equality and diversity in the workplace? So if I if I use the example, you know, we're now I'm part of the Axis Group, and wow, you know, sometimes people say, oh, corporate organisation, you know, you're just a little cog, and it's so much happening. Axis Group is a massive. It's a family. Right. So when I brought my team over and we integrated, the first thing was making sure that everyone felt welcome. You know, they they couldn't have done enough. And this was all bearing in mind online. So everyone was was um, was was contacted. Everyone felt welcome. And, you know, from a corporate perspective, you know, they've got women in leadership. You know, the roles are. You know, they look at people internally first and where people want to go. Uh, They have great employee success planning. So they make sure that everyone has their objectives set and they're managed and everyone agrees with their line manager where they want to get to. And people are stretched to, well, I can't do this. Well, yes, you can. Let's let's give it. So everyone is given that opportunity to succeed. The DNA is, you know, love work love life and it's about making sure that everyone you know it, you know comes in and and feels great not only about themselves but also at the, at the work that they're delivering and on the diversity part you know look there's I'm here and you know I'll shout from the houses there's I can see other people like me in the business which is great and all at different roles which is again is brilliant um and yeah, it's, the whole thing is about we, we're building communities, right? We, you know, there's people that are involved. We have shout outs where somebody, if you feel like it, you could talk about what you do. You know, you know, I'm a Caribbean girl. What does that mean? I'm a, my, my descent from Jamaica. I'll, you know, I'll have talks about, you know, white rum. Oh, that's brilliant. Or Akin saltfish <laughs> is a tradition of, 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 you know, for the culture dishes. So, you know, Big organisations and like Access, they allow people to 
not forget their identity, right? Not forget where they come from, but use it to educate. And that's what, you know, you know, businesses, whether small, large or small, I think small businesses are a little bit easier to actually adapt that because they get to know people a bit more fully. Um, and also from a recruitment perspective, you know, you know, I've heard some horror stories where people will, you know, look at how a person's name is on their CV and say, oh, no, can't. you know, don't even, but not look at the skills. And that's important. You know, you almost want to have, don't look at where their name, look at the skills. Is it great for the role? Bingo, get it in. Judge based on what the person can do and deliver. And, you know, being able to make everyone be equal at, at, at any role and don't say, you know, this role is geared around a male or geared, geared around a female. No, 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 no. It's a role. Do you have the skills? Yes or no. Yeah. Oh, just absolutely. Hallelujah to everything you just said. Like totally, totally agree. And actually in my book, I've, um, I've very recently talked about that and about the recruitment process of people overlooking names. I actually had, um, uh, some good friends of mine that I've worked with over the years that told one of them specifically told me that after four weeks of uh, looking for work within the UK they realized that they needed to change their name to an English one on their CV and when they did they had interviews within that week and that's just not on and that again to me it comes down to that leadership what we allow will continue what are we doing to to really say actually are we being as um, you know, are we are we living by the sword? You know, are we are we actually following through? What are we doing if if we find out that those circumstances and things are happening? So you're right. People should be able to use their names, not forget their origins. Have you know, have look, keep their identity and educate, as you said, other um, people. Ask questions. Find out about stuff. My brother-in-law is Jamaican. I'd say he is one of the most amazing humans I've yeah. ever known in my life. Uh, and it's you know, it's a whole family. You you. When you have, and it, it, you touched on it a little bit, it's cultural intelligence. Mm. When you understand the world, when you know different things about different places, you can connect with more people and you can be more open. Yeah, definitely. And just another thing to add, Melissa, you know, with, you know, the whole DNI and, you know, people's perception and people saying, oh, you know what? Yes, yeah, what happened in 2020 and it's given all the visibility and yeah, yeah we need to tick a box. Yeah, just to make sure that we're tick a box, yeah, or we have a policy. It's not about that. It's not about that. And, you know, if businesses <clears throat> uh, think that's what it's all about, well, you know, they need to think long and hard on the longevity because to add, you know, diverse minds grow businesses, right? People that have different ways of thinking, help businesses grow and that's the dna of a business having different voices to be able to to expand on different things yes that i am writing down if you can see me on the video i know it's, it's usually on the podcast but if you can see i've just written down that quote carol massey diverse minds grow businesses that was epic fantastic and and brilliant points oh what a great conversation we're having here today and I, i'm love absolutely <laughs> loving this uh so we are going to come on to construction and tech. I, you, before we, I do ask this question, I have to, an interesting story to tell you. So I used to live with a guy um, when I moved to London many, many moons ago. I was, I was in a, a shared house um, and I was living with a guy who was, um, he's very tech minded. He was a developer and he was, uh, we've lost touch now, but what he was working on at the time was a tech enablement software that would, you'd be able to take a picture of something and it would tell you the dimensions of it straight away. And I was, at the time I was like, wow, that's cool. That's innovative. He was a bit, he was a, a little bit um, baffling. Like he, he didn't used to sleep. He used to nap. It was bizarre. Like he went on a milk diet once. So I was very like, very open-minded to the things he was doing. But when I got my new smartphone a couple of years ago and I realized that it measured what the size of the room was for me to be able to put a wardrobe in it I went I don't know whether it was him because we've lost touch yeah. but that is advancement in tech and that excites me that it helps support and enable us as humans so uh, tell us about that and your journey with that oh, enablement yeah I was, oh, just hearing that and it's like at the time you think oh, it's a bit 
was a bit odd. Why do you want to do that? But it's that's the world, right? So digital transformation, as it you know, and digital enablement, innovation, and and tech is it's the world that we live in. And if you think, oh, obviously I'm a, a lot older than yourself, but I look back to when emails came in and it's like, oh my god, emails! What do we do with this? And all of a sudden, emails there, and then. The fact that the guy that invented the internet is still alive, right, just shows you, you know, how fast things are going. And the fact that we can, you know, we met on an audio app, your (laughs) voice and my voice, you know, it's amazing, right? So it just shows how the world is evolving and and, in the world of of construction, as I said before, you know, from my first step into construction, I always about I don't want to be doing a repetitive task because repetitive means that not only that your brain just just gets a bit frozen, stuck in time, but, you know, you could be applying yourself to other things. So that's why, you know, using um, digital and for me from a construction perspective is all about looking at ways to do things more efficiently you know I had a client say oh we, we can never use mobile apps in our business because you know the age group of <clears throat> of the the guys out and work they just wouldn't adapt to it and just to say you know construction has the highest aging workforce yeah because they love what they do right I think it's great that they have the but you know th- that was used on the negative side to say well they won't adapt to technology well actually the, the proof in the pudding was actually well let's try it out because when the guys turned up they all had mobile phones they had bet 365 on for their bet so they knew how to use technology so that kind of uh stigma of user adoption i don't think it's it's just an excuse not to innovate and, and move your business where it needs to be and you know if we touch on you know from a construction perspective you know i joined through acquisition into the Axis Group last year <clears throat> during my my you know transition from CEO to head of the you know the Axis Construction Software um, subdivision, I had to put a business plan. So you know they've invested. So what's what what else, Carol? What do we need to do to to get us where we need to be and be world leaders? And you know again, when you have empowerment from you know, my direct line manager, Brendan, and, and you know, the guy, the the CEO, Chris Baines, when you have people that push you and talk, talk to you about what do you want, what do you think you can do? And you've got a team around that, right, okay, let's do research on this, just do research on that competition. What's, what's the, the sector saying about where they're struggling? What's their client expecting from them in terms of information? And anyway, fast track, um, series of uh, presentation um and business case was was approved right so we've got substantial investment which is and again going back to what we talked about with the team that's been on that journey they're all pumped up now because it's like oh my god we can do all the things that you said we were going to get to do and it's like that in itself is i've got some very very experienced developers that are just absolutely they do what they do and they're buzzing. So I'll leave them to do what they do to bring out good stuff. And on the same side, it's now, you know, the construction industry. Tell me what you need, because I know lots of what you need. And that's what's coming out in the coming months from Axis Construction. Um, and having your ears and being able to engage. One of the things, Melissa, I'm, I'm known for is going out and knowing my clients. I know them, you know, I listen, it's a, it's a, a normal business world. You'll have high and you'll have low days. There may be something that inadvertently goes wrong. I don't shy away from comfort, you know, to, to confront an issue, hear what has to be said, deal with it and amicably take things forward. And then and that's the same thing with technology, understanding where the issues are, how to improve it and then adapt the technology to move it where it needs to be. 
so uh, yeah. yeah very exciting love that and yeah the people and you touched on it the people side people do blame that I did um, an interesting podcast actually it's one of the episodes uh, uh, way back um, about emotioneering uh, technophobia uh, and about and I kind of did a bit of research around why some people don't adapt to tech or you know especially as we moved into more of a a tech enabled world with the pandemic because some of us had to start working from home and using zoom when we'd never used it before and you know uh, it just kind of ever, across the whole world right yeah. and it was interesting to find that there were studies that were saying that people over the age if something it comes out after the age of 30 that you are less likely to adopt it as as that's what the research was saying yeah i i believe what you believe it's about education, understanding and how it's going to help you, but also being taught how to use that piece of kit in yeah. a way that excites you, connects to you in purpose, yeah. because otherwise, how how are people going to adopt? It, it's the same with any idea when you're trying to get buy in, right? Whether you're trying to get buy in from investment or whether you're trying to get buy in from your team to change something or from someone to ad- adapt to use a new piece of technology. It's how what's in it for me? Like, what do I get from using this or doing this, right? Exactly. And, and Melissa, just just even to, to cement that point, my mum's 84 years old. <clears throat> she moved out to the Caribbean, retired to the back to Jamaica mm-hmm. uh, 15, 16 years ago. It was my mum that showed me how to do video calling in one of the apps, right? My mum, my, my mother. And she's, she's now in a, an expat community, and she's the 84-year-old that's, that's shown everyone who's got you know the iPads how to they can still see their family because yeah and even more so last year or the last you know 24 months you know the last time pre-July gone I hadn't seen my mum since 2019 but what kept me socially and being able to see was every day I could see her via this tablet that she knew how to use and she's she's good on Facebook maybe that's where the Deep down, that's probably where the technical skills that I have inbuilt came from, from my mother. And she's never been in tech, by the way. My mum was, a, you know, her career was in, in nursing. But, uh, yeah, you're never too, too, too old to learn. It's, it's, as you say, it's how it's communicated, how it's shared. And, and, and you know, just from a, a work perspective, you know, we are the largest business platform. And it's very much about giving technology to do your job yeah but not spending and leaving making sure that you've got the foundations that's going to collect all the information to be able to run your business but able to do what you do as a business so the guys on the roads and the guys doing house building the guys maintain the rail they can do it they know that they're doing that obviously there's health and safety they they know their induction everything they're protected and the business know that they're collecting enough information a, to make sure they get paid by the client so they can pay wages, but also they're, they're collecting enough information to make sure that, you know, safety and everything else and compliance is, is at the forefront. So, and tech has a, a massive role to play, not just in construction, but right across all businesses. Look, we're on a podcast, yeah? So yeah. Uh, <laughs> We are. And one of the things that um, I, I talk about, Carol, in all this is, is it's about emotioneering a modern mindset and and what I've what I've basically pinned a modern mindset to be is one where you can understand your emotions and the emotions of others you are you have the courage to express yourself and you can be enabled to do that with or without technology so the three pins that just overarch our whole discussion today you are definitely someone that champions a modern mindset and loving this and your mum woo go lady like amazing and because it's that community and that connection is just so so important I'm going to ask you a couple of questions now to get to know a little bit more of the carol and really get into you some some kind of fun questions really so a dinner party carol you're going to be having one you can invite three people dead or alive who are they going to be Oh, first one on the list will be Michelle Obama. Ah, amazing. Yeah, I I just think, yeah, she's just, yeah, my, my, my girl. The next one is Oprah Winfrey. 
oh my gosh what a dinner party of <laughs> yeah and the next one as well is oh god bless her soul is aretha franklin oh my gosh carol my soul you- sisters <laughs> Yeah, like sisterhood, soul sister. Yeah. That what an amazing round table that would be yeah, and dinner yes. party. Yeah. Uh, what a panel. What a dinner party. And we can all break out and sing as well, right? Of course. <laughs> R-E-S-B-C-T. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You like the karaoke carol as well. Would you give a good song? Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, I do. I do sometimes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my husband's for it. Please. <laughs> uh, next question. If you had a magic wand and you could wave a magic wand in the business world, what would you change or do? Very much. I would, the younger generation, it's it's very much for me is, you know, I my legacy for me would be making sure that whatever I do now and, and communicate and share and pour wisdom, it's the younger generation for, you know, the youth coming up and for businesses to recognise, stop saying, well, you haven't got experience. If you don't give them an experience, how are they going to get the experience first and foremost? Um, give the youth the opportunity to express and have a voice. Now, we talked about technology and, you know, the beauty of some of these audio technologies that have been around that allows us as adults, yeah? Now, the communication for the younger generation is predominantly on text or if they're doing influential videos or or sometimes it's bad press. So for businesses is to recognise that, and, and this weaves in quite nicely. Technology has a, a, a ro- great role for that younger generation coming in. And, and, and our youth construction, there's a skill shortage. We need to bring the youths in, that whole communication, having the right technology that they're going to love and embrace. But for, from a business perspective, listen to the youths, give them the platform to express, give them the opportunity um, and you know, they may not be the right person, but don't just not respond to them, yeah? You know, have other ways of actually putting them into other mentoring groups or whatever to help steer them into a way of helping. You know, when I was growing up, we used to have careers officers that you could sit down and talk. Where have they gone? You know, what filling in the form and hoping that they're going to learn from a form? No, communicate. You know, you have to give the opportunity and communicate to um, to the, the, the youth and give them the opportunity. And and also for, for young women, um, you know, sometimes it can be quite stereotypical or, you know, be seen as a norm that, you know, getting married, having children and not having a career or whatever. And I think, thank goodness, most of that has changed. But allowing, you know, women to to you know and, and you know to and girls to have opportunity to climb the corporate ladder so you know look at the person that's in a business that's not quite you know is quiet why are they quiet you know they might be shy and look at how you can help them to get at that shyness because I was that shy person I was the one that my stomach used to churn my voice used to tremble when I was asked a question I was the one that used to turn up two hours for a a monthly meeting to make sure that I could feel comfortable and sit in a place that, you know what, if I got picked on, I could hide behind my other colleagues. So, you know, it's, yeah, having more visibility and and giving the youths an opportunity, but also other people like myself and, you know, and men opportunities to grow. Ah, Mic drop. Amazing. Thank you. Brilliant, um, you know, shares there. Fantastic. Great insights into you as a person as well. Really, really appreciate that. You you know, coming on to the Access Group, you've got a lot of projects and things coming up. Um, You know, what what, do you want to tell us about some of those things or maybe how people can help uh, grow the vision? Yeah. So, yeah, I touched on briefly that, um, yeah, we were acquired in 2020. We're now, um, I'm heading up Access Construction Software, so the construction subdivision. So what does that mean is that we have all the technology um, 
at our fingertips to help a construction business. It doesn't matter what size you are, um, what sector. So construction's you know broken down into different sectors like interior, demolition, house builders, civil engineering, carpentry, landscape, the whole dynamics. So if you're running a construction business, come to us. We all know have the software to run your accounting, costs, estimating, timesheet capture, um, time in attendance. We, we have everything that you will need at whatever size or you know, scale of your business are. So what does this mean going forward is that now that we're, you know, part of a, a larger organisation, we are bringing out some more great tools over the coming months so yes you know it's exciting times but we also have the best of breed products now being part of access group we've also got hr software we've got crm systems and all of those it's like you know all right for the construction business as well um and what you know in terms of looking for people's input you know if you're in construction reach out to me you know there may be something that I don't know that you're as a business may be struggling and maybe something that your clients telling you that you now need to perform or report in a certain way um, and you're probably thinking well how do we do that do we have to create another spreadsheet do we need to bring more people in to do that now reach out to me because I'm sure that what you're sharing is probably not just on your own and if it's something that's unique it's probably something that others will have an input so I'm I'm, I'm setting up a, a discussion forum for um, for construction businesses over the next couple of weeks as well because in the tech space it's all about understanding and delivering what the sector wants not what you think they want so how you do that is by communicating and understanding their needs as well. Um, I've got a great team and I, I know we talked about leadership. I've got a fantastic team and um, they, they love what they do. They specialise in their different areas and I exclusively support them. So, you know, from a, you know, people listening from a, a business perspective, if you don't, if you, if you don't think you've got a problem, you might have a problem. And unless you talk and talk about what you're currently doing as a business, you won't know about it. And there could be a more efficient way that you could be doing something which <clears throat> one of our teams will be able to help you with. And, you know, <clears throat> it's all about digital transformation. It's about getting up there and being, you know, the best that you can in your own right as a business. And we're, we're definitely here to help you fantastic what I'm hearing there is don't work in silos yeah really understand what's out there and what solutions are available for you to be the best that you can be so uh, this forum you know the communication and reaching out to you how can they do that Carol so they can reach out via me directly um, in my email so carol.massey at the accessgroup.com I'm active on LinkedIn because I, I love LinkedIn so you can to, to, to reach out to me as well from there so um, yeah that's the way to connect it through to me um, doesn't matter how how trivial you might just say well I'm happy at the moment but I'm just nosy I want to know what you're doing Carol Massey by all means and I will be doing a series of of post over the coming weeks and months um, with some links as well to people to, to reach out. Fantastic. And I'll also put the links in the show notes. Uh, and of course, we will be sharing uh, this message uh, with everybody as well. Cara Massey, it has been absolutely fantastic to interview you today. Thank you so much for being our guest. Oh, Melissa, thank you so much. I absolutely welcome the opportunity. And uh, yeah, thank Thanks for listening to the Emotioneering podcast with me melissa curran today it's been great remember to subscribe to facebook linkedin youtube or all three you can also come to the website modernmindgroup.com where you can subscribe there stay in contact and let us know what you really think give us the feedback this is going to get better by knowing what you think uh, has this given you food for thought has it helped you change something what has it inspired let us know because that's why we're doing it it's all about the people, people, people. <laughs> Have a great day and ciao for now. Thanks for having me on.